Right, as we said at the start of the show, a lot of question marks as to the quality of this FTA that we've signed with Europe, the EU. Uh, the Australians walked away from a similar deal, of course, and the Australian farmers are suggesting, as of yesterday, to their government that if it doesn't improve, don't sign it. Don't do what New Zealand did. Now, the Minister for Trade and Export Growth, Damien O'Connor, is with us from Europe. Uh, morning to you. Morena, how are you? I'm very well indeed. I'm sure you saw what the Australian farmers said yesterday. Why are they con- so concerned about what we've agreed to? Well, I think you know everyone wants more, but a trade agreement is always going to be a compromise. Um, we didn't get what we set out to get, uh, but we got a very good deal. And it's more than just beef and dairy products. It's about a whole lot of access to government procurement services. Uh, it's, it's a recognition of professional standards. It's just making it easier for New Zealanders, for Kiwi businesses, to operate in a market of 450 million people. If Australia gets a better deal than we get, is there anything in our deal that allows us to claw back what we didn't get the first time around? Uh, We have most favoured nation status, which is in a lot of trade agreements, which effectively says that, you know, if there's proportionality in there, then we could get some uh, benefits, some improvements. But, look, we hope the Australians do get a deal. It will be different from ours because they have a different profile of the exports in their exchanges with the EU. That's to be expected. Yes, indeed. But the ones that we're worried about are the main ones, the beef and the lamb and the cheese and the dairy and all of that. If they get a better deal than we do, just for the record, do we automatically get the right to get that better deal or do we miss out? It depends on what you consider better um, relative to our position in international markets. We're a bigger dairy trader, they're a bigger beef trader. Um, you know, what we've had in these markets uh, in both beef has been less than a 1,000 tonnes. The butter, we've effectively been locked out because we've had over 20% tariffs. So we've now got commercially meaningful access uh, for butter, over 30,000 tonnes. Uh, we've got, you know, close to eight times the uh, amount, about 10,000 tonnes for beef. So this is a very high-value uh, quota market access, and so we're very pleased with what we've got there, along with all the other areas of opportunity. Doesn't answer the question. If the Australians get a better deal, do we? Uh, it depends on how you consider better deal. If I looked at a piece a of paper and they get to export a greater percentage, if the tariffs are less, if, 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 if the pub test, if we look at the deal and go, that's a better deal, do we get it as well? I'm not sure uh, what the conditions of their agreement are. We have provisions for most favoured nation status in some parts of our agreement uh, that may allow us to have better access um, without knowing the details of what they might finally agree to. It's hard to say. Okay. If they get a better deal, is that a lesson in negotiation, in walking away to come back at a later date to get that better deal? And maybe we should have done that as well. No, you know, um, look, it's a ridiculous proposition. Um, Deals are made at different times. There are different dynamics. There are different um, options on the table. You know, Australia's a different country. It it, it exports uh, a lot of different goods and services into the EU. Uh, So we negotiate on the best basis of what we are seeking. Uh, we never get everything that we want, but we, we hung out for it. Ten years ago, people would have said it impossible to get a deal with the EU. This is quite a complex market. It's a high-value one. We've now got open access for pretty much everything. We haven't got the total volumes that we want. Right. And indeed, in sheep meat, we've been, we've been actually putting half the quota 
access that we've had. So the 38,000 additional tonnes that we got of sheep meat, uh, and, and then we, we probably won't use, and there's no sign of us using that in the near future. The, the comparison is a good one, I think, with Britain, isn't it? I mean, the deal that we got in certain areas of dairy and meat and lamb and things like that, the deal that we got with Britain is not dissimilar to the deal the Australians signed up first to with Britain. So the, we've got a direct comparison. So how can the comparison now be absurd? Well, I mean, it, it depends. There's a different profile. I don't know all the details of, of the agreement with the UK and Australia. But yes, there's a similarity. They see us as both like-minded countries. We've been part of, uh, you, you know, engagement with the EU and the UK for a long time. So the values that we bring to the agreement, that is that to aspire to, you know, reduce our, our carbon footprint, to have better animal welfare standards, uh, to have higher labour standards, those are the things that uh, the EU sought in, in, in mm. terms of value for them and values for us in this trade agreement. Actually, that's the other thing I was going to raise. That, that, those cl- climate clauses, if you like, do they potentially come back to bite us if we don't adhere to them? No, because what it says is they're not absolute, but it says that we should both be aspiring uh, to meet uh, the obligations in the Paris Accord, that is to reduce our emissions and try and keep global warming below 1.5 degrees. I think we're all trying. It's really, really challenging, both in the EU and in New Zealand. I don't think it'll go to some kind of legal challenge, but actually aspiring to do the right thing is, is, is a good part of the trade agreement. All right, appreciate your time. As always, Damien O'Connor out of Europe this morning, our Minister for Trade and Export Growth. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6 a.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.